0: And we are going to carry on in the book of Ephesians. we got to chapter 5 last week. We went from 4 into 5. And so we're going to pick up where we kind of left off. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 is where we'll be reading from. So if you're looking in these... Church Bibles, it's page 1176. If you're not, it's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. And I'm not going to read very much actually, I'm just going to read um, a few verses, which starting at verse 8, which says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ. Will shine on you. I'm wondering. Uh, this is a put you on the spot now. See if you you can tell me. It does any has anyone ever had an experience <coughs> when they've been in complete pitch darkness? You know, yeah. just oh, yeah. hope yeah. no. yeah? oh, tell me when. How when how? Mm. Driving, in Devon. driving <coughs> Well, driving around in a
1: couple of places in Devon. Yeah. The countryside where the roads down here and bushes are up here, right? And there's no lights, so. and also driving in Spain, coming from friends of ours all the way through lunar landscapes with no lighting at all, yeah. it's hideously dangerous, right?
0: So, yeah, yeah, okay. So, out on the road in the middle of the night, kind of thing, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. Joe, did you want to say or not?
1: Uh, yeah, when I was away, you know, we had you no know, um, power cut, and it was nighttime, and it was just. Black. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Not a single thing. did like it. No. I couldn't, I thought there was something in front of me. I couldn't walk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I not like it, so. Isabel, you got one?
1: We had the same thing when we went to Bangladesh. We were staying in like, huts. And there was a, there was like the hut where you slept in and it had your bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then there was a separate one where you ate. And all of us children were in our hut. And then the adults were in the eating hut and there was a power cut, it went pitch black. Jessie burnt her hand because the water turned hot, because <laughs> she was washing her hands, right. and then we had a power cut. You couldn't see anything, yeah. even, and the door was closed, so that right. didn't help
0: either. Yeah, very pretty scary. scary yeah, it's scary.
1: Yeah.
0: It's scary. Yeah. Oh, you got one as well, Keith?
1: Yeah. Margaret and I were on holiday <clears throat> up north somewhere, and I can't remember where it was. But um, as tourists do, you go to tourist attractions, and one of them was this cave. Now, is it, is it the Blue John cave? I can't remember well. it. Derbyshire. Derbyshire Darbishire. Derbyshire, uh, uh, Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, up north anyway. Um, <coughs> we went into this um, into this cave. It was a. Uh, we had to go in as a as a party. You know, everybody gathered at the entrance to the cave. We went down, and the the bloke in charge of the the party sort of gave all their, their fancy spiel about what they call various aspects of the cave. And as we went deeper and down and down there was more stalactites and stalactites and there was pools of water or that sort of thing. And then suddenly then he was I forget how he, how he announced it but of course all the way down was lights. You know, <coughs> suddenly he switched the lights off and it was terrifying and well at the first first few seconds so it was okay but as it went on he kept it on for longer and you can actually kept it off for longer you could sense people getting more and more and more agitated and worried yeah yeah. the lights came on again and it was all back to... <sighs> but it was quite a frightening yep. experience to be yep. in a cave, underground, and no light. Yes.
0: So well, crazy. when I was thinking of this, actually, I was thinking, where, at, where do we, would there be the complete absence of light in the world? And so the two things I could think of were in a cave, uh, you know, yeah. or in a dungeon, or the, uh, you know, underneath a castle somewhere, you know, where, where there's, it's deliberately... Uh, Away from light, because actually in our in our world, there's always some light somewhere, isn't there? Um, uh, when I was on tour with um, the Brasshoppers, the band I used to play with, there was one guy who loved to sleep in the van. Um, he could sleep anywhere, but he would always have these eye patches, you know. And so you'd look around, you know. If I, I often like to drive the van because it just got me doing something. So you'd look around, and they're either chatting, and then there's this this guy Dan, and he'd be sl- like this with the, the eye, eye mask on, you know, because. <laughs> You need, he needed that darkness. And, um, but it, because it's actually, we live in a world, unless you go to these extreme situations, where light is everywhere, even if it's just little things. You know, we go to sleep now, and there's, well, you've come here, there's little LEDs on things now. It just, you just can't get away from it, you know. Um, but so total darkness is an un, unusual experience for us, and maybe as a result, uh, it is pretty. Scary when when we when we encounter it. Okay, well, so we talk about darkness in verse eight. It says something here which is actually pretty um, horrific. Actually, if you read it, it says in verse eight, "For once, you were once rather you were once darkness, no light whatsoever. But now, you are light." okay it's good news this is again in ephesians it's talking about what god has done and is doing in us you were once darkness so consider some of these stories that's a great story that keith told there you know that the the, the stories here that we've had of of just when the lights go out or you're in the middle of nowhere and you've got that's who you were (laughs) you know this is how to win friends you were once that but now you are not that you are light It's a complete reversal of who and what you are. And notice, it's not, sometimes as we probably read these things, we think, you were once in darkness, but now you are in light. It's actually, it just says, you were darkness. And now, you are light. I did a bit, I'm not, some science people can, can tell me if I'm right on this, I just did a bit quick, bit of Googling. I said, I, I Googled, is there any, anywhere in the universe that is completely dark? And apparently, for that to happen, it would be where no light hits from any star. It's so far away, so distant, that no light has travelled to it. And in that case, that's where we get zero degrees from, because there's no energy at all there so not only is, is dark dark it's cold very very cold and, and lifeless as a result and that's what it's saying you were once that you were once darkness but now you are light complete reversal um, and life without God last week we talked about this thing where it says the life of God is not in them the, when, when we don't have the life of God we are darkness but when we do have the light of God, life of God, we are light. So it's not a great compliment, is it? You, you are darkness, you were once darkness. But it is true, but now you are light in the Lord. Okay. And notice this other thing as well. It doesn't say, you're now a little bit of shade. You know? You're sort of slightly, you know, or you're a, a pale shade of grey. Or you've got a little bit of colour. You, you know... Or you um, are gradually fading into the light. This is, um, I guess, it's a binary statement. It's either on or off. You know, I talk when when um, I'm teaching music, saxophones. Anyone? Brian used to play the saxophone. Still got saxophone. Anyone ever played the saxophone? Yeah. Okay. When you teach kids saxophone, it's an it's an on or off instrument. It's either being played or it's not being played. And when it's being played, you know about it. And when it's not being played, everyone, when you get better at it, you can sort of cultivate it. But when you're conducting a band and the saxophones start, oh yeah, they're, they're on and now they're off. And that's what this is talking about. It doesn't say you were once darkness and now you're just a little bit less dark or you are now a little bit lighter. It says you were once darkness and now you are light. Okay. You are now light in the Lord. It's complete contrast. It's an identity change. Jesus brings that to us. And there's pretty strong echoes, if you know your Bible, of Genesis chapter 1. What's happening in the beginning of Genesis, in the beginning of the creation of the world? What is the world like? It is dark. Darkness covers the face of the earth. Imagine that. <coughs> Imagine with some of these stories that we've heard, you know, of, of like when the lights go out or when you're in a cave. Imagine the world at the beginning where there, all there is is just this watery chaos and darkness. I'd imagine that's not a great place to be. <laughs> um, and then, what does God say? He says, let there be... Night. And there was... Night. Now, how do you imagine that? Do you imagine it like one of these now, we get these energy-saving 11-watt bulbs that when you press on in your bedroom, it kind of goes... <laughs> and, you know, and you go in and you think, I just... You know, I just need to go and find an extra pair of socks or something to put on because my feet are cold. And you go in and you put the light on and it kind of, and you're still kind of squinting and you're kind of like, where, what is it? And you have to wait. Okay, if I wait another minute, then it comes up. Ah, right, now I can see. Because I'm getting to the age now where I have to, you know struggled to see things and and do we imagine when god said let there be light it was a bit like us turning on an energy energy saving bulb and the light just kind of comes on do we imagine that yeah. no um I, I don't think so either you know that would have been it's a bit you didn't happen this last year but you know in previous years when they turn the christmas lights on in <laughs> Addleston yes exactly there's one Christmas tree in the middle of the roundabout it used to be it's changed now we've, 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 we've gone from darkness to light and they would turn it on when it was still daylight a after a big countdown three, two, one, turn the light on and everyone's kind of going <clears throat> is uh-huh. where is it? <laughs> where is it? It's, in a, it's a, yeah exactly it's sort of, uh, like a, another energy saving bulb is that how you imagine God saying let there be light? I don't think so I think it's more like, don't you? That there was an explosion of light. Call it the Big Bang if you like. Intense, pure, perfect, radiant light. And when light happens, then colors come to life. Yeah? And when light happens, all darkness is banished. And when light happens, heat comes, radiance comes, vibrancy comes, life comes. And everything is changed. Things are revealed. Things are shown for what they are. Things are opened up. Things come to life because light has come. And what the scripture is saying to us is, you were once darkness. You were once dead. But now you are light. You are alive. You've got some colour in your cheeks. You've got life. You've got radiancy, vibrancy. Now, Ephesians isn't unique in saying this, because remember, Jesus, one of the first things he says in the the Sermon on the Mount, he says to his disciples, what does he say? You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So this kind of supports what's going on here (coughs) in in Ephesians. And I don't think Jesus is about making people feel good about themselves. If you noticed in Jesus' teaching, he's pretty kind of... and good preachers do this. They don't necessarily make you feel good about yourself. They don't make yourself feel bad about yourself. They make you feel good about God. All right, that's, that's the aim. That's what we're about, okay? And, and so Jesus, I don't think he's saying, when he's saying to his disciples, you are the light of the world, that he wants to make them sort of feel, oh, ooh, okay, I didn't know that. And now I do. I don't think he's just simply affirming people. I think he is saying something that actually comes to pass as he's saying it. So just as in the beginning, when God said, "Let there be light," and there was light, when Jesus says to the disciples, "You are the light of the world," that is something prophetic that is almost happening as He's saying it, because these are bumbling guys. (laughs) Oh, I was a fisherman once, you know. uh, Well, in fact, probably for them, maybe I was a fisherman last week, (laughs) you know, and um, or I was a tax collector. But now Jesus is putting something on them and he's saying, you are now light. You are the light of the world. And it's becoming a reality. It's a dynamic thing. So when God speaks, I was just reading in in Psalm 29. If you read Psalm 29, when God speaks, it's a dynamic thing. And things change. Once you were darkness, now you are light. And if you read in Matthew um, chapter 5, it says... In fact, let's just turn there. Matthew chapter (coughs) 5. I never tire of reading this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, says, You are the light of the world. So he's speaking to the disciples. Sorry, I'll wait for you to get there. It's back a bit. uh, Well, I don't know where you're at, but back a bit from Ephesians. Yeah? Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the, your Father in heaven. You were once in darkness, but now you are light. Okay? Now Jesus... He, he uses this example and he says nobody lights a lamp and in bearing in mind those days they didn't have energy saving bulbs did they? They had sort of oil lamps or candles or whatever. Nobody lights a lamp and then covers it up. That's a bit daft. Right? That's that's yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't bother lighting it in the first place. Nobody lights a lamp and, and covers it up. And in here it says, covers it with a bowl. And I've always struggled with this because in some of the translations it tr- covers it with a basket. And my mind is thinking like a candle and a sort of basket made of this kind of thing. And I'm just thinking this is a health and safety nightmare. If you cover that <laughs> with a candle, then that's, either way it's not good, right? We, we don't do that. So Jesus is saying, you don't light a lamp and cover it up. You let it shine. So he's saying, you're you're the light of the world. You are now the light of the world. Now go and shine. Let the world see who you are. Let the world see the glory of me in you. Let the world see your good works in and through me so that they will glorify the Father. Because light transforms the environment around it, doesn't it? Yeah? Just Just as even a small little LED in the little... In the, in the equipment that we have and even if everything else is turned off that little light does impact the darkness around us I had a friend once he said there's no such thing as a dark switch have you noticed he said no such thing as a dark switch you know you turn a light on and it changes the room but you can't turn a dark on
1: <laughs>
0: yeah because once the light's there you can't get rid of it so Jesus is saying don't, don't try and do that <laughs> Now you're the light of the world. Don't try and put a dark on you. Don't try and live in darkness if you are actually light. Through Jesus we have light emitted radiation power. And God, I think, has created us in his wisdom to be light reflectors. So that when we uh, encounter Christ and when he says to us, you are the light of the world, we start to reflect him we start to reflect his radiance his glory his power his goodness and our shining makes other things shine because you can't get rid of light we're light reflectors and so we have a purpose we have a mission as lights and this is all God's work in us okay this is the good news as well because a lot of us just think well I don't know if I can do that well the statement is here you're once darkness and now you're light try and turn yourself off <laughs> you know try and turn the dark Turn try and turn the light off by turning the dark on you can't so how do we do that how do we live in light and not the darkness is this this challenge to us this call to us to be a different people like last week remember it saying put off the old put on the new how do we live in that light I think simply put, it's just to reflect Jesus. It's just to live with him and live in him. And then if you live with Jesus and live in Jesus, goodness, righteousness, truth, as it says here in Ephesians, will follow. In Christ, there is power to change the world around you. Don't underestimate that power. Don't underestimate the light that God has put in you and on you to change and transform the world around you. And... I tell you why not to underestimate that power, because it is not your power. It's his. It's not your 11 watt energy-saving bulb going on. This is God's light in you to change and transform the world around you. I want to give you some examples. Um, uh, Abby had a friend come to church a few weeks back, (coughs) and her grandma was very excited about this this is kind of all behind the scenes because she's a Christian and she was just very excited about it anyway it turns out this girl who went home uh, well went to grandma and said after being with us she felt happy all day what is that? yeah? thank you I mean despite you looking very po-faced at me when I'm saying this you know yeah right happy all day Let's do the, the English response to this. <clears throat> Not bad. Um, despite that, she went home happy all day. Now I don't know what her days like normally. Um, I don't. I don't see her as an unhappy child. But she noticed something about her. What happened to her when she was around people like us? Strange, huh? That's the kind of effect the church should have on people, right? That's the effect that the light has. And it does have. I, I went, again, when I was playing with this band, The Brasshoppers, um, I left the, the, the band off and um, after about three or four years and then I would come, go back and do a few gigs with them just you know, when the guy who took over me couldn't do it. You know, hadn't completely left. We we're still friends. And I, and I did have... I said, you know, what's changed? You know, sometimes I'd go along and there's new music and stuff and I'd say, well, what's, you know, what's new? And they, they said, well... The, the, the guy who runs the band, he said... Um, well people are drinking a bit more beer and uh, you know it's a lot more beery he said it was the exact words I remember and I know that when I'm around they drink less they don't not drink but they drink less they swear less and they generally behave better and they're always apologising oh sorry Richard sorry Richard sorry Richard because they, they but they change when I'm around I don't I've never preached in that way you know I've never said you can't do this you can't do that I've just been me in Christ me in Christ, that's important. And it changes them. It doesn't make them perfect, it doesn't it doesn't turn them into sort of like suddenly a Christian band and we're all singing <coughs> songs to Jesus. But it transforms them. Because the power in me is greater than the power in the world. And the light in me will shine in the darkness. This is not me, this is Jesus in me, and I just work with it, right? That's not to say I'm not I'm perfect around them, by the way. I can tell you some stories about that, but I need Jesus exactly Exactly. so there's many things where we you know I think some of us I know that in our workplaces of work just by being us in Christ it changes the workplace around us it may not I'm not talking about it solves the, you know uh, it doesn't sort of make it s- s- perfect but it brings the light into where otherwise it would be darkness because we are the light of the world thank you light of the world yeah, yeah. And so it might be things as simple as, you know, things that are normal to us. Where we, like we gather every week, right, as a group of people that don't, wouldn't otherwise gather. Yeah? I wouldn't normally be with you on a Sunday morning if it wasn't for this. Yeah, We said this before. But this becomes normal to us. But then when maybe you do that with your neighbours or with your family, you're bringing light to the world because you're bringing love and unity where there isn't love and unity. We did that before Christmas we had all our neighbours around and there's one guy who doesn't get on with everybody else and he, we invited him around and he came <laughs> and everyone's kind of like, oh, hello. And then by the end of the uh, afternoon it's like, mm, okay, we've realised... I don't know that everyone was best friends but they realised he wasn't maybe quite as bad as everyone made out, you know? <laughs> <And coughs> it might be speaking differently in, in the world around us, you know. Like, I was thinking about our town. We can easily run down Adelston say, oh, it's... Whatever. But we can bring light to the world around by just saying, and I've always thought this, this town is in a great place. I love the fact that I can get into London in an hour and I can get out into the hills in less than an hour. I just think it's great. I mean, that's just one thing I just want to say. Let's speak light over our town. There's lots of ways we can do it, you know, by just, by simply just being Jesus as people. Just, living with him, reflecting him to the world around us. You are the light of the world. You have the power of transformation inside you and emanating from you. And as a light, you will have an effect on the world around you. And you need to be confident in that. Because otherwise, we end up putting a bowl over us thinking, oh, no, that is a fire hazard, so don't do it. It's just bad all round. Don't do it. You are no longer darkness... Stop behaving like you are. And I think this last bit here, before going back to Ephesians now, sorry, you're going to have to go back to Ephesians. If... I just want us to read this. I'm curious by by this, this verse, verse 14, because it says, Paul says, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is a slightly little funny thing. Where did he get that line from? Because it's not He's not quoting scripture oftentimes Paul will quote scripture from the Old Testament, say, "Oh, you remember it says in Isaiah, or whatever, and say something." This is just a line, and as if everyone should know. Oh, we all we all know that line, right? Commentators think that this was maybe a song of the early church. This was a song they used to sing. Maybe when they had services in the morning, they used to have to say this. In fact, maybe we should start every Sunday morning like this. You know, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead. I'm sure there's some songs written about And Christ will shine on you. But I think there's something in that because we tend to be, be, to, to go back to darkness. We tend in ourselves to think that we, we are darkness. Where in fact we have to keep remembering the words of Christ to us, that you are the light of the world. You were once in darkness, but now you are light. You once, no, rather, you once were darkness, but now you are light so as we were saying last week we need to leave behind <coughs> the old ways of thinking the old ways of acting the old dark and destructive things that we do to ourselves we need to take it off the old and put on the new we need to stop running ourselves down and stop talking as if the light of Christ isn't in us because what does Jesus say? you might say oh I'm no good as a Christian what does Jesus say? you know once darkness you our now light where's it's on or off? You know, don't keep running yourself down. Don't start diminishing what God has done in you. Don't deny what the scriptures teach. Stop moaning and thinking you're not good enough. It's not about whether you're good enough. It's just about being light. And we can get very sort of wallowing in our own self pity and saying, "Oh, I don't think I'm quite there yet," or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm just kind of the, it, the, the light's turning on, but it's not quite. Not quite there. But no, this is what God has done. This is what God has done. He has made you from darkness to light. So we need to say to ourselves... You know, there's, in the Psalms it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's almost telling, telling... The psalmist is telling himself, You've got to say this. You've got to do this. You've got to live in this. Because inside, we want to turn back. And in the same way, I think we need to say to ourselves... Every day, every morning. Wake up, O sleeper. Not just physically get your eyes open wake up O sleeper rise from the dead because that's where you were and Christ will shine on you that's all we need to do that's our cooperation I'm going to finish with a verse that is in scripture from Isaiah 60 I'll just read it to you I love it it's just a, a, a beautiful verse which says arise shine for your light has come and the glory of God rises upon you see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples but the lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn that's what god is doing in us and it's just his way of doing things from the very beginning he is a one who brings Light where there is darkness. He's done it in us, he's done it in the world, and he wants to continue to do it out there and more and more in here. And so I'd like us to finish um I don't know if we've got any song to finish with.
1: Well, we did have a request for shine. Shine to shine. Good idea.
0: Good idea. Okay, we'll do that. We'll sing that song. Um, but I'd like us to do that, as we're doing that, to move around. And I want us to speak to one another and say, Wendy, well, not just to Wendy, but here's an example. Wendy, you are the light of the world. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it comes from God, so, yeah. But I'm just I'm the just messenger, all right? But you're, you're welcome. Yeah? Yeah? Isabel, you are the light of the world. Gabriella, you are the light of the world. And we're going to go round, and we're going to speak that to one another. Because, and... This is all part of us saying to one another, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Okay? So can we do that as we're singing, move around, um, even over tea and coffee, rather than say, how was your week? First thing you're going to say is, Keith, you are the light of the world. How was your week? You know, you're allowed to ask how his week was, but um, we're going we're to say that first. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah okay. Let me pray. Go.